into it. Three-point stance. Welcome, welcome. Kyle Turley, King Dunlap. We have a special guest here today, Mr. Tommy Aceto. You nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. All you right. nailed it. Killer. <laughs> Tommy Aceto's in the house, and uh, we're going to get into it, man. Football, family, money, mind. That's our uh, motto, and we're coming from a three-point stance up here uh, from the trenches. Nashville, Tennessee, Glasshouse Studios. Glasshouse, man. Yeah, Glasshouse Studios. Shout out, shout out to the guys, man. The boys. Welcome. Good to have y'all. We're here back. Three point stance. And uh, we're going to get into it, man. A lot of talk about. And uh, first guest, you man. Know. Yeah, first guest in the house. I'm honored. Yeah. Very first guest, man. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Tommy Aceto, man. I got sure. some sea stories. Detroit City. Nice. We got Detroit City here. San Diego, Virginia Beach, USMC, right? No. I mean, no? Not USMC? Navy SEAL. Okay. So that goes to Navy and then SEAL. So, yeah. I declare myself the ignorant white man yeah, in America. I don't know how it works either. I'm, as yeah. I'm here with, yeah. with, we all with go, King. We all go to the same place and do the same thing. I'm totally oh, ignorant yeah. on the military, and y'all just keep screwing it up yeah. for me. The, I, the I big difference is, like the big difference is we like our flowing hair. That's the only difference. <laughs> and you get it wrong. That's the only difference. Like, they like it, like skin that thing, like, and uh, we, we like to let it grow. like to keep it. Let it flow. Okay. That's the difference. Well, y'all got to put on that nice suit right i mean you, the, the the navy guys you guys get we to go to a lot the, of the cracker jacks or the, yeah. the blues yeah. yeah the 18 yeah. 18 buttons uh like top gun we didn't i didn't wear those too much the yeah. only time was at a funeral really <laughs> and there's a lot of those but most yeah. time is camis or civvies yeah because we try to blend in yeah how do you? How do you? We'll get into it now, man. How, how do you? How do you? Please explain to us in the audience here, because I know I'm ignorant, and I and I and as far as when it comes to the details, right? I'll, I'll be sitting in a conversation, and I'll say like Venezuela is a part of Mexico or something. You know, I don't really don't know. Like, and that's just a geographical. I don't understand like where mm -hmm. it's at. Like when I got drafted, I didn't know where New Orleans was. You know? I, yeah. I'm sorry. And then the military. When you when you ask somebody that they were or say that they were a marine and they were a, in the navy, they get mad at you or vice versa. And uh, yeah. I don't understand it because you guys like screwed it up you with punter. this navy seal thing, man. <laughs> I know, but it's <laughs> or a pitcher. If you're a baseball player, if you call a pitcher, they're like, "What?" <laughs> totally, man. Yeah. Totally. No, it's, I get it. How, yeah. how, how is that? What what is the yeah uh, now being a navy seal yeah. and how that relation is tied to the marine corps as well? Yeah. So there are brothers. Uh, the Marines are paid by the Navy. They're a part of the Navy. So back in the day when we had the Army and the Navy, uh, we didn't have an Air Force back way back. It was the Army and the Navy. It was actually the, yeah, it was the Army and the Navy. And the Navy had a, a special division that became the Marines. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of the lineage, and they're you know under the Department of the Navy, but they are badasses, and they're a hell of an, uh, an outfit. Um, I'm sure you guys know. Um, but the SEALs are 
what we call unconventional warfare. And we started in 1962, January 1st, John F. Kennedy initiated the first SEAL teams, okay. SEAL Team 1 on San, in San Diego and SEAL Team 2 in Virginia Beach. Okay. And then we like to say SEAL Team 2 was the first team because we were three hours advanced. <laughs> so we were technically the first team. That's where I, I did my time. Right. Um, but uh, before we oh, were SEALs, we were called UDTs, and that's Underwater Demolition Team. And okay. so that's the lineage. And, yeah. and it, it, there's a whole, I used to teach history when I was a SEAL instructor to mm -hmm. the students. So they right. knew what the hell yeah, they were what doing, into, who right. their men were. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating. Did they just then combine the, the marine side of it when they started thinking about, hey, we want to get these frogs out of the water at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, once you get leaders and you get an outfit, like they're not going to give up their stars or their things so they you know everybody's got their own team divisions um and then the special forces socom started in the 80s and they said you know each branch is going to get a special forces well the marines kind of shot themselves in the foot for about two decades because they said you know f you we are special we're the marines and so they didn't get funding from socom oh. and they got pushed behind the power curve. And then the SEALs, the Green Berets, the Rangers, right. um, the uh, pararescue guys out of the Air Force, CTTs, those guys got the money. So it's about money and who funds right. it. Yeah, it's Even complicated. It's crazy, man. Oh yeah. That's just wild. <laughs> oh yeah. And now you guys, as I understand, you guys can float around uh, there's like some new provision now. And there's like all these abilities you have to go and be in once you've done special teams, I guess, right? Now you're the guy. You can go to the Army and be a part of their deal. You could be a Ranger. You could be a this, that, and the other. There's, no, like, there's yeah. like a couple of things. And I, I know a couple of guys that were SEALs that went to the Army, and now they're like yes. part of yes. some elite yes. Ranger yes. group or something. So you're there are certain, like, if Raiders, you want to be a SEAL, Raiders. you can't be in the Army or the yeah. Marines. You have to get out. And a lot of Marines, many of them were in my class, you have to get out and you have to get in the Navy to be a SEAL. Okay. But special forces, you can actually be in the Navy and go out and try out for the special forces. So there's differences, you know, who accepts yeah. what. But at the end of the day, you have the SEALs, the Rangers, the Green Berets, the Recon, MARSOC, um, PJs, and you have these different divisions. But like to what you said, you can train. Like I could go to Ranger school if I wanted to okay. as a SEAL, and then you get the Ranger tab. Yeah. And it's really great for doing work downrange because they're like, oh, He's, a, he's one of us. Right. I was an 18 Delta, so I was a special forces medic and, oh. and as a SEAL. Yeah. And so okay. because of that, it opens a lot of doors. Oh, yeah. Because you're the medic, like, man. Oh. Plus, you're, you're the, they're like, oh, he, he did his time, you know, you know as That's a, hardcore, SF man. Guy. Like, mm. uh, now, did you, you, did you go in the theater and all that during those years? And yeah. so, I mean, as a medic, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty hairy situation because yeah, you, you're like, I've got to pick up the truck here now. And, yeah. and you're a killer I can't and leave. a healer. I can't yeah. leave. You know, yeah. you can, and, but you, you can't, right? You're in the situation where yeah. I can leave. I know I can, but I can't. I have to take care of this right now and get these guys out of here. Yeah, I, I mean, think, that's a mantra for you guys all. But as a medic, you, you, you're yeah. the you're, It's your duty, you know? Yeah, it's kind of my identity. I, I yeah. always wanted to, I was always wanted to be uh, in medicine. Um, since I was six years old, I think I, I, my mom says uh, I did the nine-month embryo development for kindergarten <laughs> science thing. But I always wanted to be a pediatrician. And um, I went to college. Uh, 
I played I played soccer and I wrestled in high school. I was a state okay. champ at, at Michigan awesome. wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Joe Louis Arena, 1999. Awesome, yeah. It was yeah. great. And then um, and then I said, you know what? I, I kind of want to eat in college and party, so I played <laughs> soccer. And, what weight class were you? 171. 171. Oh, that's a tough weight class, man. It was a good one, yeah. That's a that's a tough weight class in in, in collegiate wrestling. That's a that's probably the best. One of the best weight classes. Once you get to 171s and then 89s, and then you hit, I mean, they instituted the 215 after I was, I had to wrestle. I came up wrestling. I didn't play football until my senior year of high school. Oh, my gosh. And it was because I was a wrestler that I just, boom. You, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know that. Oh, and See? I was like freestyle summers, you know, all that. I was doing it all. Qualified for the Olympics right before I had to go to training camp in college. I just had to give it up. Yeah, I went to Iowa State on a recruiting trip. And I was like torn. And if I go back and do it again, I, I'd go to Iowa State, be a wrestler, yeah. and then play football at the same no, time. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure, dude. My, dude, yeah. I, I gave up the opportunity to wrestle for Bobby Douglas, man. Like I was. Well, I got. I was was like, he was coaching yeah. Iowa State at the time? Yeah, man. This dude's a badass, man. Bobby Douglas, dude. Mm. I don't. I just anyway. If I could do mm. it again, like it was, like, it was those things. You would do, you know? you would do both. Yeah. You oh, yeah. To do both? Well, because I played defense. They just you know I was a wrestler, so like go get the football. I was like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's a mm -hmm. dog, right? Yeah. And I can run, so. You hit. Yeah. Tackle. Exactly. Double legs. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I got a scholarship in one year, you know, at all the colleges in the country after. I tell every kid. 215? Uh, no. No. Uh, you had yeah. to go. That's what I was saying. You had to go from 189 to heavyweight. There was no 215 class. Oh, in really? In 1993. Yeah. Post-93 was when they implemented it oh, the year after. Oh, my gosh. I was so pissed. I was like, I would have won a national championship at 215. I had to wrestle heavyweights. They were like 289 pounds. Yeah. 275, I think, was the limit. Yeah. And I, I lost in CIF to in, in the finals uh, my senior year to a, the number one seed cat who was like 275, this big mm. brother from Fontana. Was there there's a maximum? Yeah. Is there a max weight? The 275 is that the most? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the most you can weigh. Yeah, yeah, you can't weigh any more than that. I, I play basketball, so wrestling yeah. is like yeah. I had the utmost respect for wrestling. Yeah. One of my best friends wrestled, and I used to watch you know the old trash bag running in trash yeah. bag sweatsuit mm -hmm. trying to cut weight. It looked. It looked awful. Like it was I a lot was of conditioning a, yeah. for basketball. But. I played basketball. Yeah. I actually got burnt out. I started wrestling when I was four. Oh, wow. I was the kid. Me and my brother would be in the locker room and I'd, we'd be overweight at like right. seven years old. <laughs> and he'd be like, "Get up, get on the, get, let's go, put your head on the ground." He'd lift us up and he'd hold us upside down. And I look over at my brother. I go, "What are we doing?" And he'd be like, "You're gonna be lighter. Just trust me." And to this day, to this day, I will be like, dad. "This is your dad." Yeah, I'll be like, wow. "Dad," I'll be like, "Dad." He was a wrestler. Explain that. How are you lighter? He goes, well, when you flip yourself up and you get on the scale right away, the blood is coming down. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, so he will never admit it. But wow. that was what I did. And then I was the kid. I was hiding under the bleachers because I didn't want to wrestle. I'd be with my WWF figures and they'd come find me. <laughs> yeah, when you're that little. But I, yeah. That's tough, man. But I, I, won, it. I won the state title when yeah. I was seven, AAU. And uh, I got burnt out by a 10. Yeah. And we played basketball. Okay. And I loved it. I played at the Palace twice. Yeah. I was going to be JV point guard as a freshman. And then I realized I, I probably should wrestle. And so I, <laughs> I would sneak out of basketball practice. What gave you that idea? <laughs> well, my brother played in an AE tournament in Monroe, downriver. And he played against uh, East Lansing Middle School, which is Irving Magic Johnson's middle school. Okay. And they blew him out like 124 to 60. 
And that's when I kind of realized yeah. that I probably should go back to wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it worked out. Yeah, so you went back to wrestling. Yeah, so I would okay. sneak out from eighth grade basketball practice after basketball. I'd go to the yeah. varsity wrestling because yeah. I took four years off of wrestling. And, you know, like, yeah. you got to play catch up. You, you know, know when you, I, I don't like it when they get the little kids into in it too serious. You yeah. know, I've seen. Um, I didn't know they started that early with wrestling. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like starts. any other travel sport, man. And they'll, they'll just wear you out. Yeah, burnout syndrome. It's yeah, real. it happened to me. Yeah, that's why I quit, and I then I went back to it yeah. later. My my, my neighbor, uh, great guy, um, I grew up babysitting his kids, and he had them be wrestlers, and they loved to wrestle because you love it, you know. Especially yeah. once you learn how to do it, right. and you can tie some fools up, and you just you're right. a champ, you know, and you're like the guy. It's just like any other sport where the kid mm-hmm. feels, you know, empowered. Yeah, These yeah. kids were like national champions mm-hmm. and everything, but by the time they were in high school, I had three surgeries each. You know, yeah, collarbones and yeah. broken arms and things like yeah. that. You know, it's just like, uh, like I said, I didn't play till I was a senior, football till I was a senior in high school. And I tell everybody, you you better become a wrestler before you play football, but don't be a wrestler before you grow into your body just the same as football. Yeah, because you're you're in that development stage, and these injuries just happen. Well, man. the dieting, wrestling is tough. I mean, and then the yeah, dieting and the best you're gonna, gonna have a different yeah. mentality to wrestle. That's it's what crazy, I always man. thought. It's, it's, it's too much wrestle, to put on a kid. If you wrestle, you know? you, your mentality is completely different. Like football players, yeah, we're tough. Like it's a different level of it stuns growth, toughness. Yeah, you know, I, best decision I made my junior year. I came in second second week. I was like, still, I was gonna do one sixty. Mm-hmm. I went one forty, one fifty two. I was gonna go one sixty, then one seventy one. But I came in my junior year after week F wrestling, you yeah. know, you get down the water weight off. Yeah. And I was like 168. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so done cutting weight. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get on creatine 1998. Yeah. And I, I nice. worked out after practice every yeah. day. And I went to 171. Isn't that the best feeling as but a wrestler I, when you move up a, a class and you're I, like, yes. I had two years at it. That's how I won the state title <laughs> because they were all coming up and yeah. I was already there yeah. from the year prior. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the best decision. Yeah. Yeah, moving on up. And then you went, you know, I mean, you did it, man. You went out to Michigan and wrestled for Michigan? No, so I was uh, in high school. I was in Michigan. Okay. Joe, and then my dad was sitting next to the head coach from Michigan, Coach McFarlane. I found this out a month later. He, he They had a conversation that my dad didn't tell me about. The guy <laughs> said, "What? where's your son been? Why isn't he going to nationals? Who? who? He goes, well, you play soccer. And uh, he was like, do you think he might want to wrestle at Michigan? Because I beat a Greco-Roman national champ in the finals, and I did a Steve Frazier headlock that it would have been a six-point wow. throw. And it was called the crowd pleaser where you, you're pumbling. <laughs> yeah. And this guy wasn't respecting yeah. me because he was trying to – he was bumping me up, bumping me up. And I was sagging. And I go, if he does it one more time, I'm going to throw this move. I've never hit this wow. in my whole life. Yeah, because that's a good – got to go for it. And I just you went – You can't half-ass that went, move. Wham! And you basically you catch the tricep, but you – hit their head with their bicep mm-hmm. and you hit them and it did and I beat him 12-1 <laughs> and, and my dad tells the coach from Michigan who is a legend no he's not going to wrestle he's going to go play soccer in division 3 with his brother <laughs> he probably looked at your dad like he did and and I, and I found us out and I was like dad what the fuck like why would you and he's like well I just thought <laughs> I'm like oh I still I have a hard time forgiving he was doing his inversion table too much <laughs> but you know like you said the burnout I got burnt out Damn. as a kid and I didn't want to yeah. hate something yeah. that I loved totally and I just was like you know I'm gonna I was gonna go be a pediatrician anyway so I was like I'll play soccer and you know hmm. turned out to be a Navy SEAL medic so you did what, what, what position <laughs> what position did you play in soccer center mid defense center mid okay I was a head ball guy 
tackle guy. Yeah, did all. I, yeah, it was, but I, it was great because in college I lived uh, with the football. I lived in a football fraternity. I was in a football fraternity, okay. and so my teammate or my roommate was the captain of the football team, and I was the captain of the soccer team. Nice. So I could double dip with the women, you know, and you know, just of course. But Live, it was, living that life. Yeah, I was living like, I always cross bridge. Yeah. I always yeah. cross bridge. Yeah. So I was. Yeah. San Diego State was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I love fo- like I, I would have played football if they would have let me. But like I told you, I was just I got too. I was on the Olympic development program yeah. for soccer and yeah. When, when did the yeah. decision come to, to join the service? I mean, yeah. how, how did that come into play? You want to be a, uh, a pediatrician? A pediatrician <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, there's a movie called, I Vis- know my son's pediatrician, my kid's pediatrician. It's like, yeah. man, I, I always, I always, I just I love him as a Navy seal. I don't know. Something, I think it was the innocence of kids that kind of got me. Yeah, okay. Like I always really wanted to, you know, help kids. And right. um, when after college, I wasn't ready to go to medical school. I was just yeah. like, you know, it's um, a lot of school. yeah. And and then I a, a roommate or um, a teammate that became a Huey pilot in the Marines. Okay. He told me, I said, I'm going to enlist in the Navy after you know uh, after I graduate. And he said, and they're going to pay back my loans, and I'll go to med school. And he said, if you enlist in the Navy, he's like, you're going to hate your life. He's like, you don't belong there and you're not a shoe and i was like what's a shoe and a shoe is someone that doesn't like jump out of planes or be it's not a marine basically um and uh he's like if you're gonna enlist in the navy you need to be a navy seal and i said that's crazy and he said you're crazy i said (laughs) you're right and that's it i watched one video i was like that looks horrible i'm in yeah i'm in i wasn't done being an athlete right for sure yeah Yeah. that that was basically it yeah and you and you had the ability man so you go kill it yeah yeah and you did right yeah. yeah, it was uh, ups and downs. It wasn't all good, but, uh, ah, you know, life, is, man. yeah, life. I, I learned a lot. And uh, I'll tell you, the thing I take away is the mindset, probably, the skills that I learned. Um, and, uh, the you know, I did medicine and intelligence and explosives. So, like, those are my lanes. Wow. Um, so the intelligence and the medicine basically drove me to learning the nervous system. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then having... Now, you know, post, uh, you know, experience there, then having the exit out of military into the real world. And now you're having the ability now to understand from a perspective of a soldier, special forces, Mm -hmm. all these other things. And then the medic side and then constantly seeing this Mm -hmm. situations happen. Mm -hmm. And now you're in the real world. And now you got to figure all this stuff out for yourself. Right. Watch the show. Yeah. Just watch watch the the show. show, Right. I watch it. Exactly. (laughs) Isn't it wild? And I do the Ali. Yeah. And so (laughs) I've had the same experience. You're just like, I got to figure out how to navigate this world now in my brain. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And and mean the world, but, Let's just start with navigating the brain, yeah. Because that thing can take you to through a really crazy. It can really screw you up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we know this. Yeah. <laughs> this is our life, man. man. Living it, living that for it's a, a crazy for reality. A long time, the, the, the association that we have with the military, you know, as oh, far yeah. as when it comes to post, especially if you if you had a career. Yeah. Right. You know, post uh, career. You know what I think it is, and I because. I mentioned that I was good friends with Mike Sweeney, who's a professional baseball player, and just really blessed to be around a lot of professional athletes. 
uh, actors, musicians, and I think it's the ego that really connects us. And I think it's this, when I say ego, it's not so much a pride thing, it's a program thing. Right. When you do something that you didn't think you could do, and mm -hmm. people don't think they could do it, and so yeah. they give you affirmation, mm -hmm. they give you dopamine, and you start feeling good about yourself, and then that becomes your identity, and what's, I believe is we have the larger the ego, there's an under pressure in the consciousness that's, I call it fear, but it could be cortisol. And it's, it pushes it. <laughs> yeah. So the bigger the ego, yeah. cortisol. there's something underneath there that's sure. supporting that. And we have to look at that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've always, I've always kind of felt that. I never knew how to put that in words, but um, you saying that, that makes, I know for me, it makes a lot of sense. Like I said, I'm more recently retired than um, he is, but that kind of that makes a lot of sense that you're saying of like that programming because we get we become i know for us i mean I'm, for you, you become machines you do something mm -hmm. you get programmed to do what you do and you get locked in that it's almost like autopilot like and you just go like yeah. you get to the point to where it's like i mean i know he could say there's days where you could wake up without an alarm clock and wake up at the same you know same time every time and just get up no matter how long you slept short whatever you get up and you know you just got to go and that's just doing that for over a period of time like I said, that programming part, man, you just become machines, and that's yeah, it's great and all, it's cool, but you know, for you know, real life, it's not yeah. so, not, okay. not so because much. the show doesn't understand it at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're yeah. fish out of water, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to really figure it out, you know. And you yeah. Yeah, now you've developed some programs we talked about. Yeah. You, you you you've got some programs and the experience that you've had and in, in, in the life that you've lived, and now getting into it and trying to adjust to the real world. You know that's our struggle every day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, respectively. I mean, we got he's from here. I'm from Southern California. You mm -hmm. know, that's what bonds us. Is we're yeah. alphas. You know, that's the, right. And you, it's a look that you have, the swagger, the thing you walk with, and it's just this energy around you, right? That's right. And 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 it's just like the more we spend time with the 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 real world. You know, the more you just feel that much more distant. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's so hard to adjust yeah. like daily because daily you're reminded that the world is just going and you're just like sitting here watching it. You know, it's I'm crazy. just sitting watching <laughs> the wheels go by. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. You know, and then we're these monsters, us, you know, we're these huge guys. You, you got a little bit of a, a uh, you, some of you guys, because I mean, you, you're, you're still bigger than the average guy out there, you know? Yeah. And you walk, you walk different and all, but like, yeah. he, there's nowhere that he can hide. No. I, I can go to the volleyball tournaments and hide a little bit. He can't. That's where yeah. I found him. Right. <laughs> it's so funny that you bring that yeah. up because that's really where my ego really got me was because of the programming and I did intelligence. So, you know, I, I spoke around a lot of countries. Right. And the thing is, is that like being a bigger guy, doing that kind of work, I'm like, this, I can't do this. Look at me. I don't blend in in Nigeria. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, and then I learned from a guy that did intelligence. He was big white guy. He was like probably six, seven. And he said, it's not how big you are, it's how, how you feel. Yeah. Like, if you act like how you, you belong yourself. and you and carry yourself. And for me, it was always like, I didn't want people looking at me. I had an <laughs> ego that was, I was so aware of what people, or I thought people were, their right. awareness towards me. Right. And I'm not like you guys, so I understand <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about. That's wild. But, but even that, like, how do we process that? Yeah. How do we let go? And that's where I believe psilocybin and some of these treatments that yeah. we've been doing yeah. in the SEAL community. 
um, is really helping guys with that, like that perspective, that energy of like, you know, letting go of what the, who gives a fuck what people care think right. about me. Let right. me just be me and put a smile on my face and be good energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into that, man. Let's talk about some of these these programs oh, yeah. that you uh, that you run. Because I'm talking about football. I came here to talk about football. Yeah, we, oh, we're going to get into football. Yeah, Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting into all. We'll get, we'll get into that. We got to talk. You, you, we got to talk about. You're, 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 you're the guest, I'm the man. fan here. What are you talking about? The Poly oh, Simon. Everybody's here. Everybody's here to see you, man. You're the guest. So yeah, we can get into. We'll get into football. That's what you know. That's what we've been the sports thing. But you know, we got you on here to hear. Well, it all rolls into it. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm really interested though in your in the poli stuff. It's something yeah. I've been interested in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big canvas advocate. So yeah, that's been my, my resolution, yeah. and I've stuck with it. You know, for me personally, it's about when you find something, go as far as you can. You mm -hmm. know, that's, that's like right. it's a mindset because it. I, I need to know everything about it. Yeah, you know, so I've done that, and I've I've just gone through the whole list of all the strains and yeah. all the concentrates, and uh, oh, they keep saying this about marijuana. It's it's too high. They're putting THC limits on stuff. I'm like, let me see this high THC stuff they're talking about, and go with the Rick Simpson oils and all these huge concentrates. Let me see how high it can get. No, you don't die. Things get better. Your life becomes clearer. It's funny, the narrative, <laughs> because the things that have been illegal yeah. for so long yeah. are the things that work. 100%. And man. the things that aren't illegal. I did I did some psilocybin. I don't know if you've ever participated and never no. did some mushrooms or anything. Oh, I've done mushrooms. Yeah, that's, I've done, that's I've done mushrooms before. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so. I popped a few yeah. mushrooms before. Yeah. I always say it wasn't that. In a, it wasn't in a training program. But yeah, uh, yeah, but I'll tell you. There's, this I only is, did it once. This is what, yeah. I mean, this is what we're, we're trying to restructure the narrative here. Of course. And, and, you know, if people are in the know, they, they understand that um, we're at a time right now with some of these procedures and some of these techniques and some of these molecules are being studied by Stanford, Michigan, Ohio State, John Hopkins, and every single one is coming back positive. That's telling you something. The government is going to support this. Now, who gets paid? Yes, of course. But the beautiful thing is I believe it's because of the veteran community that have been blowing their brains out. It's not 22 a day. It's over 30 a day. They oh, yeah. don't tell you the, yeah. the, 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 the numbers from 22 to 26 year old combat veterans. Yeah. The, we, I feel, and rightly so, um, have a voice and I'm walking, talking proof that, yeah. that like, I, I don't give all the credit to the medicine. I believe medicine in its entirety should be a tool that you use to heal yourself. Oh, that's that God, man. It, it, put you on the path. Yeah, and it's and, and so these molecules and these yeah. medicines are coming from nature, not screwed around with by man, only to be taken away by white man, <laughs> the church, and these other things. And well, I'm not no color. I, I'm not against <laughs> God. I'm a devout man of God, but I believe the narrative and some of the ways that man can do it. I think we're oh, yeah. at a we're at a resistance right now. Well, that's the, you know the head of the show. They've got to present the yeah. show. Right? So we need people. We need to spread so, the word. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have tons of veteran friends. Uh, a lot of guys in the cannabis space, and then a lot of our football guys um, um, are are using the polycybin stuff as well, and they're really yeah. getting into psilocybin. Psilocybin. And all of that, yeah. every all of that stuff. Ayahuasca, ibogaine, 5-MeO-DMT. Aaron Rodgers, you know, coming out yeah, and like, yeah. having the year he's had, talking about ayahuasca. You know, it's like yeah. it's like awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to to have a, a be able to be a leader in that. I'm, you know, we're, I, I called my agent the other day because we've been King and I started training again, and I was like, 
you know, the experience that I've been having, I've been working out by myself at home for the last few years, you know, my cave, you know, hiding yeah, from the that's world. that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to no public gym, yeah, you no. know what I mean? Like, I go to a public gym and everybody just wants to talk to you all day about football. It's like, I'm here to work and, and you get after yeah. it. And so we started this, uh, doing this training at this gym, Southside, what's up? And uh, everything's just coming back more and more and more. The mm. more I get back to doing what I used to do with only using cannabis. Yeah. And uh, I hit my agent up. I was like, because Sean Payton just got picked up. He's going to be the head coach in Denver. <laughs> in Denver. And uh, he was my offensive coordinator at San Diego State. Uh, he also used a quarterback's coach. Was he? Yeah, when I first got there. I didn't know he was coach. I didn't even know yeah. he coached at State like that. Oh, yeah, he was a quarterback's coach. Great guy. It was funny because we were playing the Chiefs. I think I told this story. And, and I'm walking out of the tunnel after the game, and we had beat them. And, the, and he was on the bus at the front, and the light was on, you know, because the door's open, and guys are following. He's trying to act all pissed off because they lost the game. <laughs> but I think it was like a preseason game, too. But he had to try to play this role, Sean Payton, the coach from the Saints. And, and he's uh, uh, just sitting there all mean-dogging. And then he sees me coming up the tunnel. And, you know, you go from college. It's like seeing one of your guys. I'm sure you had guys come around when you were an instructor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, all your guys are around you. And then, like, your boy comes up and is like, what's up? And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then your guys get to see you, like, out yeah. of character, out of that, that mode, you know, and yeah. that face you got to put on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he jumps off the bus, comes running down and gives yeah. me a big old hug, yeah. you know. I'm like, yeah. what's up, man? Aztecs, you know. I love it. It was pretty mm -hmm. funny, man. But, um, you know, uh, who, who else is in, in on the polycybin stuff is uh, uh, Jake the Snake, man. Jake Plummer. Have you ran into Jake? Yeah, no, I, our, the circle is very close. Yeah, like, this is a tight circle. In yeah, the, in the, I've, I've, I've put many yeah. professional athletes through uh, these treatments, either in yeah. Mexico or, you know, under the ground here in the States. We... <laughs> There's ways that you can protect yourself, um, but you know the D DEA and all of them—they're not coming after us because those guys are going to be getting healed soon. Yeah. Right. So it's like when the veterans are like, they—they they definitely look the other way. Mm -hmm. When I, you know, I'm not making money with it. It's still legal. It's illegal. Yeah. They're. I mean, right now, I mean, I'm going up to Kentucky in a week to talk to some. Um, congressman that uh we're looking at uh treatments for addiction their recovery yeah um mm -hmm. and so it's coming it's now, really coming I, I know everything about cannabis yeah period as far as laws are concerned and all that's been my life because it saved my life period yeah. yeah and in the polycybin world psilocybin world all of these worlds you know cannabis is a schedule one drug yeah you know no, you can't no medicinal it. value exactly Come no on. medicinal value whatsoever so what, what, what's the no i don't know the regulations yeah. what is it at is this schedule one as well yeah so so i'll tell you so this is where if you do your homework and you look at some of these documentaries the best one on what i there's a couple of them but michael pollan was a psychologist he wrote a book called how to change your mind it was the history of psychedelics and all cannabis included, but um, it basically walks you through the history of this, you know, 1938. Uh, what was the name of that book? The book is called How to Change Your Mind, but it's a Netflix documentary. It's fantastic. It's called How to Change Your Mind. It's on Netflix. There's another one called Fantastic Fungi. That's about Paul Stemmets. He's the, he's the mushroom guy. He's got a mind that you... Fantastic what? Fantastic fungi. Fungi. Yeah, it's mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a documentary called Healed. Heal. Heal. Hmm. It's about, it's, yeah. So these are really good documentaries. But what, I mean, I'm getting my master's of fine arts 
so I can tell the story. Sure. So um, in writing and directing. Because you um, need that paper. Yeah. You don't accept it. It's like, yeah. I don't have a degree from San Diego State, and people are like, he just played football. But if I had a yeah, master's degree I know. from whatever. I know. Well, yeah. yes. I, I believe there's three lanes yeah. of expertise. You fall like me. We're subject matter experts because we're walking, talking testimonies, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, then there's the people that write, the, the researchers, mm-hmm. the academia guys. Yeah. And then there's the professionals, the doctors, the MDs. So if you fall under one of those three, you have a, you have a stance. You have a, something to say. Yeah. You're a freaking athlete. And uh, you know the deal. People want to talk to you guys more than they do a doctor. Yeah. Right. And that, they'll, the doctors tell us the same thing. When we're pushing this medicine forward, they're like, we don't, they don't want to talk to us. Yeah. We want to talk to you guys because you guys, Experience it. you guys are the walking thing. Yeah. So where it's at is in 1970, Nixon, we all, we all, <laughs> Tricky Dick, Tricky yeah, Dick. Tricky uh, Dick. He, he, all goes back. Yeah. So he, not only did he, you know, did they, you know, send people off to Vietnam, but and kill a couple leaders like John F. Kennedy, yeah. and, uh, Martin Luther King. And let's, let's just keep going. You're talking yeah, to the, in, this is the Intel guy. So, yeah. so, so you have that, right? But then you also have these things called MK Ultra, where the CIA yeah. took this, drug called S, uh, LSD which was invented in 1938 and it was going it was already doing the research it was curing alcoholism it was helping with depression yeah. doing all these great things in the research yeah. for two, right. three decades all over Europe and America yeah. all of a sudden after the MK Ultra, they try to weaponize it and they were torturing veterans and mentally ill, putting them through hundreds of times the amount of LSD in a black room, creating a hell. Right. That's our government. Yeah. We don't like to look oh, at it. It's documented, that. man. It's documented. Yeah. But after that happened, so then they, they it got out of hands. They started the uh, the Mary, band of Mary Misfits, which yeah. basically gave birth to Grateful Dead, and all these things happened. And the guy that started that was one of the guys in the. MK Ultra experiments. He was a was Olympic he? alternate wrestler. Really, it's, it starts with a K. Cur, cur, not curly. Um, oh, it's some name, but he started putting people's. Kurt? He, Did you say Kurt? Yeah, oh, shoot, I have to remember. I can't remember his name, but this guy he broke away from the CIA. And he was like, "F you," and he went to San Francisco, and they started drugging people was water with LSD. They were called the band of Mary misfits. <laughs> they hired the grateful dead to come in and say, Hey, would you play for these things called the acid test? It was basically, we're going to give a bunch of people acid, put them in a room and play good music and see what happens. No that's way. how the grateful dead started. No way. And that's a documentary. Really? That's wow. Martin Scorsese. 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 Yeah. He did that documentary called it's the, it's a, the whole story of the grateful dead, but they, all these stories that's overlap. Shit, they all overlap. I, I had yeah. no idea. So, then I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. Not no, at all, that's man. why that's why you're here. No, that's, it, that's it's it's fascinating, yeah. you know, to get into the 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 weeds of all yes. of this and have where it came from, and um, and, it, and it, you know, it, it, you you just hope that that these people, as we continue to fight for these things, can just. I mean, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. I go every year, do charity work, do all that stuff. We got wounded warrior football games that we do all this you know after you're done with the game and we're pushing the nfl to just end testing on on cannabis and uh, any natural healing uh, yeah. drugs whatsoever so that players yeah. can start to use all of these natural ways of healing without yeah. reserve you know because they yeah. still put these you know parameters around it where there's a penalty if yes. if they want to a- exercise 
the penalty, right. you know, and say yeah. you're a bad guy, right? They yeah. want to get rid of Ricky Williams and prove a point to him, get him to, you know, bend or break finally. Yeah. He tested positive at like 19 nanograms yeah. of THC. He's like, Kyle, I took the test right before they tested me. I was, or, and, and I was clean on my own test that I took, you know? Yeah. He's like, I took it because I knew I was going to be fine. Well, the floating level of THC in a person's system is 15 nanograms of yeah. potentially because you're going to the military, uh, I got kicked driver. out of the Navy. You got kicked out for using marijuana. No way. And I still pissed negative. What? Yes, it's a crazy How story. How is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I really don't want to. I mean, I can yeah, talk I mean, about it, but we'll, we'll go off the tangent. Wow. Isn't it no, crazy? I mean, I, after 16 years, I, yeah. I, I was. they put me on all these SSRIs, and I started getting suicidal, suicidal yeah. ideations. I was... It was going downhill on the medicine. Yeah, it was post, this was post-career. No. Or post-activity. This is while you're doing Yes. Yeah. This you're is still active. 14, 15, 16. And they're pumping that shit and they're down pumping your, it, and pumping I, and, shit and, down and, your throat. And, and, and I'm like, dude, something's not right. This isn't right. And I go to the top psychologist in the Navy, Paul Sargent. He ran NICO, which is the top mental health trauma brain concussion treatment center mm. in, the, in the world. It's called the NICO. And... And so, I mean, the doctor that I was under was the guy who the whistleblower learned from in that wow. movie for Will Smith. Huh. This guy was the top concussion guy. So you're saying you guy. weren't even using cannabis? No, I quit. Two, I went to a Bible um, PTSD retreat, and I was like, I'm going to quit. Yeah. And, and, and um, so I was using it for my symptoms, but I knew the system. I knew the, right. the piss, you know, urinalysis thing. Yeah. And so... Um, I would get away with it, and I would do it yeah, very oh yeah. strategically. Guys in college all the time. Um, but anyways, I that's wild. I so told on myself. You. I told on myself. I right. said, Look. She, oh, so it's just an admission. Yes, I. They said, didn't test you. They did test me. They come in and get tested. How much tested. was it? What was your level? Zero. I. I, I so you, I you quit two it. weeks ago. I know. Yeah, it's plenty of time. But they said you admitted it. And it was on the heels of my friend's case, Eddie Gallagher, who got that, that's a national just gotta news. Stop. Well, like what the, I'm not the only that's one. Insane. I'm trying to find a lawyer to get my. I had a medical uh, retirement approved. Did that affect you, it away. Your, all your benefits? Because, because everything. No, they. There's a law in 2017 that Secretary of Defense said if you have a PTSD, and you have alcohol or substance abuse, they have to let you go through uh, a medical board to get medical oh, retired. I did, and then the SEAL teams, which doesn't always play fair. There was some other story going on that the guy who was in my buds class, he killed a ISIS fighter, or supposedly. And so it was national news, Trump got involved. And I was on the second, I was the second guy in the hot seat. You ever been there? Don't be the second guy to screw up. Right. You know that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that gets pulled me. over on the freeway. Yeah, don't be, if somebody gets, <laughs> gets make headlines yeah, in the NFL, don't be, don't the, be the next guy. Don't be yeah. the next one. Right, so that was me. And so because of that, they're like, we can't handle this. His ex yeah. his wife saying that he's, you know, going to kill them. He's abusive. He's a drug addict. She made all this stuff up. Right. And um, because of that, they're like, See you later. And they stripped they me all your of benefits. A, it was totally illegal. Totally. But we have we're systems in place where people, this that happens to people up, all the time, and we have lawyers that will help us reinstate our retirements. Yeah, your benefits. Yeah. yeah. So, 
But luckily for me, I mean, I'm doing fine, and it's like, but that was me. So uh, that's it's bullshit. Just that they, that's uh, bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. They, they 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 put y'all out there and have you go through all this stuff, you know, just like the NFL. NFL is no different. No, you know, they throw you back. Look at they done the two attack Livoa. I mean, I mean that, oh, he cleared situation. he cleared concussion protocol. I, yesterday. I saw that on the ticker. <laughs> He's like, I was like, I was drinking something. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? They had to put it on the ticker that, and then and the season's over. The season's been over. done for two weeks now. Tua Tagovailoa, <laughs> so hard to say that name. <laughs> this dude, they cleared him again. They had to put it on the ticker that he cleared concussion protocol finally, or again, like for the fourth time uh, this season. In one season. In so, one season, this guy's been knocked out so three were, times. If they were still playing, that means he'd be able to go. He'd back be on able the field. to go back and on the you're, field. You're saying this is like horrible. Right. The number one thing is second impact syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Period. That's yeah. evident. That's studied. That's right. The second impact. Syndrome. You guys are an entertainment <laughs> business. That's the difference. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. We're a volunteer yeah. service. No. 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 So no. We're no. expendable. No. But you guys no. are an entertainment. No, no. You guys are in the entertainment industry. We are support to you guys. It starts at the beginning of every like game. That. All those flags come I out. I love that. No, we're secondary to y'all. I love that. You guys that. are the entertainers of the <laughs> world, bro. Seriously. The, the flyovers and all that stuff, man. It's, I always say fuck. I'm only a pawn in the yeah, game of life. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's hard to deal with, man. And then you come out of it and you realize all that. It's just so difficult I'm to just com- saying, compartmentalize yeah, all that. You're right. You know? I, I was saying it from the money standpoint yeah. of, of entertaining you know, the masses. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I mean, no, y'all are the show, dude. Y'all, y'all, y'all get all the money. <laughs> they just don't give it to you guys. Right. It's just like the NFL. Yeah, you you, you have to be four years in to be yeah. a vested player. You've made it to the NFL. Okay, yeah. this is like becoming a Navy SEAL. You you've become a Navy SEAL. You're the best in your class. You yeah. go to the theater and you're now the guy. And you've saved all your teams and you're the reason. You got all the medals. You got everything. You don't hit game one of year four. Year four. Of being in the NFL, you don't get anything. No benefits. Wow, I believe it. <laughs> you're not I mean, an invested. I player. understand that. Yeah, because you're expendable, insane. and they don't. Yeah. They want to see if you're you're going to be durable enough. <laughs> no, it's all about that money, bro. Yeah, that, that, that collective bargaining agreement, man. And you guys, I don't know. Does yeah. the military? Yeah, we have uh, reenlistment bonuses, and they, yeah, that's all they get. Do they you have to a stay. union? Hell no. no. Of course not. You're, you can't have yeah, the military no, go against no, the, no. the government. No. So there's no unionizing. I, I, honestly, I think that's the only way to resolve any of these things. But then the union becomes so corrupt itself. You know, yeah. it's don't, just like, don't get, yeah. me, don't get do me started on, oh, our, on ours. Yeah, it's nonprofit, wild, the nonprofit world. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at least you guys have, you said you guys have lawyers. You have a system of lawyers and stuff set up to kind of Yeah, help we're working on it. I mean, there's there's people, there's lawyers out there that are, you know, no, are the lawyers post-service guys too? Or Sometimes, they try to, yeah, the old Jags and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they try to come back. Yeah, and, and there's yeah. a whole system set up, and most guys are successful. you got to pay $6,000 a wrap out, and they oh, yeah, it's gonna call file <laughs> all the papers, but you, usually you yeah. get back paid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how we are. You have to do it all on your own. Yeah. yeah there's no HR department. Yeah. Anymore.